not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking for excuses, I just want to be free from the power weakness head on. And welcome to the Bubble Hour. I'm Jean McCarthy, recovery author, blogger, and podcast host. I have been telling my story of life after alcohol since my first day of recovery in 2011 over at my blog, Unpickled. And I am using this episode to share some suggestions. This is the time of year where there's lots of get togethers. New Year's Eve parties are coming up, it's year end, there's various religious holidays at this time of year. This is an episode that will serve you well all year round. So guess what, you guys? This, this episode isn't actually for you. It's for you to share with the other people in your life who want to support you and be helpful to you, but don't know how to do it. In early recovery, I didn't always know what I needed. What I really wanted was to not be noticed and to kind of just, you know, fly below the radar, have no one notice that I wasn't drinking and not be a bother and not be a burden. But... It was helpful to have some certain things. I just didn't know to ask for them. And once I did know, it isn't always easy to ask for them. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this episode will be a way to help you do that by either listening to it yourself and hearing ideas of what you can ask for, or you can share this podcast with someone in your life, what some ideas are. So that being said, At this point, hello to those of you who are listening, who are not typically listeners of this podcast, but who have been forwarded this podcast or listening because you are about to host a sober friend or because you want to learn more about the sober person in your life and what they may need. Welcome to you and thank you so much for being willing to do this. I just think it is so wonderful that we have friends who care enough to say, oh, I'm glad to do things differently. I just want you to be there or I'm happy to do what you need me to do. Let's figure that out together. That's a really lovely thing. And the fact that you're willing to listen to this is is great. Also, I think the fact that that the sober person in your life shared this with you says something too about your relationship and their trust in you and their belief in, in your willingness to be a, a good support person in their life. Hats off to everyone who is making good use of this and other resources. Okay, so what we have here is 10 tips for hosting a sober guest. So the intention of this information It is directed at normies. I'm using air quotes or scare quotes when I say this. Normies being people who aren't in recovery, who either drink normally or don't question their drinking, haven't really thought a lot about their drinking, who are regularly hosting people and have alcohol around. When someone in your family or your social circle gets sober, how do you treat them as a guest? Do they need special treatment? Do they want special treatment? Are there things you're supposed to know, things you're supposed to say, not say? Let's start with 10 tips. The first tip for hosting a sober guest is to just be understanding if they decline to attend, but do extend the invitation. Sometimes people might say, oh, we thought about inviting you, but we weren't sure if you'd want to be there since I was going to be drinking, so we just didn't let you know. And that feels kind of gross to a friend who has not been included in an invitation because the host wasn't sure. So let your sober friend make that decision for themselves. Extend the invitation, let them know what to expect, and let them decide how to participate. Don't be offended if they 
decide not to attend, or even if you extend an invitation saying you're willing to accommodate them, especially in early recovery, just socializing can be really, really hard. So if it's either their first year of sobriety and they're still figuring it out, they may decline, but still be really appreciative that you invited them. Also, if they have been in recovery for a while but are going through something really difficult, they may be limiting their social engagements to try to make it a little easier on themselves because depending on the situation, socializing can be hard. So do invite them, but don't be offended if they don't come. And this means you, if you're a mom and you're inviting an adult child to an event and expecting them to stay with you and they always come and everyone always comes and stays at your house, understand that there could be a year where it's just not a fit for for that family member to come that year, that they might be better off not coming or maybe coming but not staying with you. Also, I've heard guests on the Bubble Hour say that there's nothing worse than finding out on Facebook or social media that all your friends did something together and you weren't invited. Like I said, even if it was meant to be a kindness to not invite the sober person because you didn't think they'd want to be there, it's still hurts them to be excluded because what it makes them feel like is that you don't want to be around them. So you might have been trying to be considerate, but actually it doesn't feel that way. Extend the invite. And if you think it's going to be something that isn't going to be a fit for them, or if you know there's going to be a lot of alcohol or other things that might be uncomfortable, let them know that and let them decide. Number two, be willing to adjust your traditions as necessary. This holiday time of year is when we really have a lot of traditions that we haul out and and enjoy together. But sometimes there are things that aren't necessary. And what they really are isn't so much tradition as an expectation of each other. Now, some expectations are good. You know, I expect when I'm driving that someone's going to stay on their side of the road. But some expectations are really just resentments waiting to happen. Things that we don't talk about, but think other people should do or should appreciate or should participate in without giving it a lot of thought. It goes without saying that alcohol-related traditions are a great thing to be reconsidering. Alcohol in the fruitcake or in the punch or in the in the eggnog, alcohol at midnight on New Year's Eve. I mean, why not just shoot off a confetti popper or blast some fun music? The point isn't to drink. The point is to celebrate. But there's something more that we can talk about too. Because the thing I want to get to about traditions and reconsidering them are things that we place on ourselves and each other that just maybe aren't necessary. So by that, I mean the tradition of always gathering at a certain person's house or always exchanging gifts that cost a certain amount. Are there things you're doing that you're just doing them because it's how you've always done them? Are they really necessary? And it's worth a conversation with that sober guest, especially talking with families and if someone's coming to stay with you or you're expecting them to host, whatever that tradition is, is it putting too much on someone else? Could you relax it? Does everyone have to give a speech at dinner? Does everyone have to give a toast? You know, how can you change things to make them just more comfortable all around? I mean, it's okay to retire some traditions and it's great to start new ones. Tip number three, invite an extra guest if they would like. That could be a chance for them to bring along a support person to your event. So if they are in a recovery program, like a 12-step program, they might have a sponsor that they would like to bring. Or it could just be a friend that is just sort of there as their support person. So if they're 
typically would come solo or even if they're part of a group, just invite them to bring an extra guest if they'd like. And you don't have to specify like, oh, do you want to bring your sponsor? You don't have to focus on what the relationship of that person is to them. Just make sure that you let everybody that wants to bring an extra guest, but especially your sober guest, your guest in recovery. Tip number four is to be patient. Newly sober people are learning how to socialize differently. And sometimes that makes us a little awkward. And I'm 10 years into this recovery thing and still growing and learning and getting better at socializing. So do be patient. If you ask them if there's something you could do for them and they say, sure, that would be nice. You know, yes, do have, I don't know, bubble water or something. And then they don't use it. Or if you really go out of your way to include them and and they just don't seem happy or you feel maybe frustrated that they don't seem to appreciate your efforts. And that's another thing we'll get to later. Just be patient and just appreciate that they're just figuring this out. So sometimes we ask for things and don't use it. Sometimes we forget to ask for what we need. And sometimes what works for us one year may not work for us the next year. And that can either be because we've moved along to something different in terms of, you know, drink preferences or asking for certain accommodations. But down the road, we may not need that anymore, or we might have tried it and found it doesn't work that well. Or we may have actually wanted to ask for something different, but not learned how to self-advocate clearly enough. So as time goes on, we change. And particularly as people in recovery, we, we tend to be better at knowing ourselves as time goes on. So be patient. It may seem sometimes like asking a sober person what they need for support can be a moving target, but that is really just because we're learning and changing and growing. Tip number five is not to draw attention to your efforts or make it about you by expecting acknowledgement. So by this, I'm talking about, you know, the hand clap, the bell ring. Excuse me, everyone. Excuse me, everyone. Don't drink the bubble water because that's for Betty and Betty is sober now. So we can't drink her bubble water. Okay, don't do that. Please don't do that. Uh, Don't make an announcement or don't advise everyone, you know, be careful with your alcohol around Bob because Bob is sober now be respectful, be discreet. It's fine to talk about what, you, what you've set out for the person to the sober person. I mean, that's great to have that great dialogue going. It's important. I just mean don't do it loudly, obviously, or, you know, in front of everyone. Don't make it about you by, by feeling like you ought to be getting special acknowledgement for going out of your way, being that sort of savior or that special, special someone, and then wanting people to know that you've done things differently. Sometimes when we're learning something new ourselves, and I'm, I mean, you who's learning this new thing about helping out a sober person, it's kind of cool. And we want to talk about it or tell other people what we've learned because it's new and it's interesting and it's insightful. At your party isn't the time or place to do that. Unless that conversation is initiated and, and led by the sober person who's telling other people about it, but it's kind of not your place to, to make it about you or to talk about how, oh my gosh, I had to go all over town to find this certain kombucha that so-and-so wanted. Save the opportunity for gratitude until later. 
And really, if you're just doing it for the sake of being kind, that's a great way to focus on it so that it doesn't matter whether or not you're really acknowledged for going that extra length. Just do it to be kind and try to release any hope of being acknowledged or singled out yourself for doing a great thing. It is appreciated and it is a great thing you're doing. It's just that if you have a sober guest who's overwhelmed by being there, they may not, it may not be the time for them to really thank you for it. So just know in your heart that you're doing a great thing and and make that your focus. And go back to that lesson you just learned about expectations, right? Are you expecting gratitude? Are you expecting accolades? That's a resentment waiting to happen for you as well as for sober people. So give that some thought. Tip number six, stock up on their preferred beverage. Reach out and ask what they would like to drink at the party and then make sure you have it. If possible, while you're in that beverage aisle, grab a few different things too. And it doesn't have to be expensive pre-mixed flavored drinks that are non-alcoholic, which which can get expensive. And also they can end up being like that thing in the back of the fridge that no one ever wants to drink. But consider picking up some fresh mint or some basil basil, depending on where you live and how you pronounce that. Or you might um, pick up some flavored syrups. Uh, Some frozen berries are lovely. So what are some things that you can put together to make some interesting drinks? Just last summer, I was invited to an outdoor barbecue by a relative who asked what I would like to drink. And I said, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll bring it myself. And she said, you know what? I'm really glad you're coming. I want to make a point of having your favorite thing on hand for you. So tell me what it is and I'll get it. And I just felt so loved and so cared about. And it made me feel like it, was, it wasn't a party for me. I wasn't the guest of honor, but it made me feel feel like a very valued and important part of the family to be thought of that way. It was just such a simple, lovely thing. And when you think about it, when we have guests, you know, that drink, we often make sure we have everybody's favorite or a wide array of things for them. So just doing something this simple for your sober guest can be really helpful. Now, if it's someone you don't know well enough to reach out to them ahead of time and ask what they'd like, just try to have an array of things. And like I said, make it not too weird so that if they don't drink any of it and you have it for a while, someone is liable to drink it at some point. But it's really lovely lovely if you're able to ask ahead of time and then keep it on hand. And if you think that no one will drink it, then offer for them to take it home with them when they go. Tip number seven, think about including non-drinking activities at your event. So if we're inviting everybody for supper and a supper invitation includes happy hour, drinks before dinner, and then dinner, and then liqueurs afterwards, you may not think of it too much in terms of how it's all about alcohol if you're serving alcohol at every stage of your event. But could you start the day a little bit earlier? Could you say, how about hot chocolate and tobogganing before dinner or, you know, cookie decorating or something before dinner? I suggest breaking it out on the invitation and letting people know that they can pick and choose what parts of it they participate in. Your sober guest might come early and do the afternoon part of the event, like the cookie decorating part of it, for example, or the gingerbread house making or whatever your afternoon activity turns out to be, a board game, puzzle time, a hike is great. That's a great thing to do together. They might come and do that part of it and then stay through dinner, but perhaps leave right after dinner and not stay if if you're having a later event. And that works out perfectly usually for people that 
uh, are uncomfortable as the day wears on and people start to have a few drinks, that's when it can get really uncomfortable. Most of us are okay being around earlier in the evening when people are drinking socially, but then if it just gets to that later part, first of all, we're tired, which makes it harder to keep our defenses up. And then secondly, as soon as someone starts slurring or repeating themselves, it can really make it feel like, ugh, I don't want to be here, or it's harder to be there. I don't want to say, ugh, I'm sure your party's great. Don't get me wrong. But that could be the point where it's better for them to just slip out. So if you've broken your event up into pieces, first of all, the heavy drinkers aren't going to want to come to the cookie decorating part, right? They're going to come starting at happy hour. So it gives people a chance to participate on the level that they feel most comfortable. Think about it that way. Or you can make your whole event non-drinking if you do something like a brunch. And I know a lot of people serve mimosas at brunch, but they're not going to miss it a whole lot if it's not there. Or a hike or outdoor things that aren't so obviously centered around alcohol. Tip number eight is to include a self-serve mocktail station. This comes from an interview, I think, last season or the season before with my friend Kathy Robbins, who hosts an enormous family dinner every year for Thanksgiving. She lives in the U.S. And Kathy says she puts out on one side of the room the bar with alcohol for the drinking guests. On the other side of the room, she sets out the mocktail bar. And it is just as extensive and lovely I really like the tip of making sure that you don't just have open bowls of things. A punch bowl always makes me uneasy, even if it's said to be non-alcoholic, because I worry somebody might have, you know, thought it was funny to spike it or something. I mean, you don't know for sure what you're getting. So I really like to be able to pour from a can or pour from a bottle and know what I'm getting and then add some ingredients and making exactly what I want, feeling really sure that I am putting together a drink that is non-alcoholic and there's no confusion. It is a thoughtful thing and you might be surprised how many people end up going over to that non-alcoholic side of the room. Even if they are having some drinks, a lot of people might alternate back and forth. And the people that have done this have told me it's a huge hit and people really like it. And then for the younger people in the family, it's just super fun for them that they have a make-it-yourself station where they can make something fun for themselves too. And it feels, you know, really elegant and thoughtful. So great idea from Kathy. Tip number 10 is to create a quiet getaway space for really any of your guests, but in particular for your sober guests. And when they come, you can just let them know that, hey, if you need to like take a break from the crowd, there's a spare room down the hall. I've left a lamp on for you. Make yourself comfortable there. That's a great thing to do. I have a family member who gets quite overwhelmed in crowds, has nothing to do with sobriety or recovery or anything like that. It's just that sometimes that's a really uncomfortable situation for that person. And so the last time we had a big family event, which seems like 100 years ago now, but it was really just a few years back, when they arrived, I took them up the stairs and just said, I just want to show you the space up here, the sitting area. We're not going to be using it today, but you are welcome to come sit up here if you want to get away for a few minutes and just have some quiet time. Come up here. This this area is open to you. Make yourself at home. And this is a nice quiet space that you can just sneak up to if you want. I just had discreetly showed them that spot and made sure that they knew they could go there. And I feel like doing that lessens their anxiety because If things are getting a little bit uncomfortable, just knowing that you have a place to go to is great. Often people that are in recovery might be 
texting a support person or checking in with an online support group if they are, are feeling anxious. So that's a chance for them to go away and do that in private for a little bit. Whether they use it or not, doesn't matter. It's the creation of, of that space and then the discreet and thoughtful sharing it with them that you've done that for them that is just so kind and so thoughtful and makes us as guests feel like, wow, you really care that I'm here and you really care that I'm comfortable. Again, not making it about you by saying, oh yeah, like it took me nine hours to clean this room out so you could have this chair. Like, you know, don't make it about you, make it about them. But you know what? I want you to be happy here. I hope you have a great night tonight. This space is for you and let me know if there's anything you need. The last tip is not to be worried or offended if your sober guest leaves early. Don't feel you have to convince them to stay or try to figure out why they're leaving. If you've done something wrong that makes them uncomfortable, don't worry about any of that. Your intentions are probably good. You're trying to be a great host. But honestly, it's just really important that if someone is feeling a little shaky or a little like, okay, time for me to go that they can just slip out without a problem. I sometimes, when I arrive at a party, will even say to the host, you know what, I may need to leave early, so if you notice I'm gone, don't worry, I've just I've just slipped out to go to this other thing. Honestly, for me, often the other thing is like a bowl of ice cream at home and my pajamas, but sometimes that's just what we need to do. Socializing can be hard, and if someone is struggling, it's far better that they should have a nice time and leave early than that they should stay and feel overwhelmed. Don't be offended. Don't be worried. Just be gracious and give them the space they need to leave if they need to. And that can even be a discussion you have ahead of time. For me, it's a triumph. If I go to a party, have a nice time and leave it eight o'clock, whereas everyone else is staying until one, I'm fine with that. That's great for me. I feel like that's a win. I had a good time. I showed up. I participated. But also, I paid attention to how I was feeling and left early. That doesn't mean the party wasn't fun. It doesn't mean anyone did anything wrong. It just means I am learning to listen to myself and I'm learning how to do what I need to do in order to engage with my friends and to socialize in this different way. So those are my 10 tips. There are tons more ideas about being a sober person over the holidays and engaging with a sober person as a family member or a friend in my book, The Unpickled Holiday Survival Guide. It's a short, handy resource. It's got lots of tips and things to talk about in it. And I hope that this gave you, first of all, some ideas, some food for thought. I hope that this list will help you to springboard some discussion. If you would like to see a printable page where you can either save this list to your smart device, your phone, or print it out if you're a printout person, head to my blog, which is unpickledblog.com. You will find this list there. December 2021 is when I'm recording this, so this is when I'll be posting that. I also recommend using it as a guideline for conversation. So when you're talking about this with your sober friend or sober listeners, when you're talking about this with your normie friends, go through this list and see, did I get it right? Are there some things that are completely off the mark for you that you definitely don't need or wouldn't want? And are there some things that you hadn't thought of that would be great? And also, what would you add to this list? What would you consider sharing with others? I hope that this gives you a starting point for discussion and gives you some food for thought. Visitors to this podcast, you normies that are listening, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a thoughtful friend and family member to the sober people in your life. It's wonderful. 
you would be surprised at how grateful we are for friends like you who care enough to try to understand us. I hope you have a great time, whether you're headed to a party or a family event this week or next week or next month or next year. Tuck it away. It's sure to be useful for numerous different gatherings, whether it's the summertime family reunion, a friend's birthday party, a child's grad party, or as we're in right now, the holiday season. That's all for now, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take good care. I own it. I did that, not proud, but that was me And when I face it, I take back a little dignity Not looking for excuses I just want to be free from the power Weakness had on me In a dark corner is where shame strong just cause you'll keep it on the side it just stays and wait there to rob you of your pride turn the light on turn the light on you can shine when you see oh, I did that not proud but that was me and when I face it I take back a little dignity I'm not looking for excuses I just want to be free Just want to be free from-